This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Inna alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihi allahu falamudillalah wa man yudlil falahadiyalah wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله أرسله الله إلى الناس كافة بشيرا ونذيرا فبلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وتركنا على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك فصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وصحبه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أحبتي في الله أصيكم نفسي بتقوى الله والإحسان فإن الله مع الذين تقوا والذين هم محسنون My brothers and sisters, I start by praising Allah Almighty and sending blessings and salutations upon our beloved messenger Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم وعني في الله that which should busy the believer is that which is the most important to the believer while they are in this world. And although there are a lot of things that we do and a lot of things that we want, it all boils down in the end of the day to one thing. And that is the one thing that accompanies us to our graves. In the grave, you don't have family with you. You don't have wealth with you. All you have is the good deeds that you've done while you are alive. Those good deeds, those a'mal saliha. This is the most important thing, and this is what should busy and occupy the Muslim. Ensuring you are doing enough good deeds, ensuring you are doing the right good deeds, ensuring that they are, inshallah ta'ala, accepted by Allah Almighty. This is what should busy you. And everything about your life should revolve around that which you have been created for, which is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through these righteous actions. And this is what you will find if you look at the greatest generations, the Sahaba. They would often come to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam asking him, what are the most beloved deeds to Allah? What are the best actions that one can do? And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam would always answer them. Sometimes the Prophet would instruct them and say, do this action because this is the most beloved to Allah. Do this because this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the most. And then the Sahaba would ensure that at the very least, they are doing that thing which the Prophet said Allah Almighty loves the most. And there are numerous hadith where the Prophet listed just like he would list the major sins. And he would say the most major of major sins. is for you to give an equal to Allah, to commit shirk. And he would say among the worst sins is al-uquq, which is to be uh, abusive 
or insulting or not dutiful to your parents. And the Prophet ﷺ would mention, for example, among the major sins is adultery and zina. Similarly, the Prophet would also teach and talk about the most beloved actions to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as a Muslim, once you realize that something is a major sin, you stay away from it as much as you can. And similarly, when you're told this is one of the greatest ibadat, you should try and do it as often as you can. Abu Hurairah reports a hadith of the Prophet وسلم, where the Prophet gave us a general guideline, something to generally always remember. And this is the hadith where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about the saints, those that are near to him, those that their worship and their righteousness and their prayer reach them to a level where they are very close to Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was describing them and said, there is nothing that brings someone closer to me meaning closer to Allah than doing that which I have obligated upon him or her. So, if you want to get close to Allah, and we all do, then what your first priority is, is do the obligations. And then the hadith continues, وَلَا يَزَالُ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ حَتَّى أُحِبَّهُ And my servant does not come near me with the things that I have recommended or encouraged. These are the sunnah acts. So you don't only fast Ramadan, but you fast Thursdays and Mondays. You don't only pray your five daily prayers, but you also pray the sunnahs. You don't only go to hajj once a year, you go several times in your lifetime. You don't only go and uh, do umrah once, but you do it several times. You don't only give zakat, but you also give sadaqah. This is how you get near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as a general rule, remember this. Allah loves the obligations more than those things that are encouraged. So fasting Ramadan has more reward than fasting outside of Ramadan. And praying your duhr is more beloved to Allah than praying the night prayer. And this should teach you that the obligations come first. And then you build upon that. But then specifically, the Prophet would pick some actions and teach us that they are more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than anything else. Another hadith of Abu Hurairah, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the most, he was asked what are the most beloved actions to Allah, and he said, Imanun billahi wa rasulihi, to have faith in Allah and his messenger. Now here you understand something quite interesting. We all have faith in Allah and his messenger. So what did the Prophet mean here? It means that you strengthen your faith with knowledge. It means that you increase your faith with actions that you don't have, because as we know, our iman increases and it decreases. It increases with righteous actions, and it decreases with sin. So, your belief in Allah, and your belief in the Prophet, your iman can increase by doing more khair. And doing that, and working on your iman, and having true faith, this is among the most beloved actions to Allah. The Prophet then mentioned jihad fi sabilillah. The Prophet mentioned going to hajj, and hajj that was... Um, uh, that had no sin in it, where you did your hajj without argumentation, without anger, without insults, and you did a hajj that is mabrur. Another time, the Prophet Abdullah bin Mas'ud asked him, what are the most beloved actions to Allah? And the Prophet said, praying on time. And then he said, and then, and then he said, du- being dutiful to your parents. And then he said, jihad fi sabilillah. Another time, the Prophet said, the most beloved actions to Allah are to Allah's remembrance and to make dhikr. To say subhanallah and la ilaha illallah and Allahu Akbar. In other hadith, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned the most beloved actions to Allah is putting happiness in someone else, making a Muslim, another Muslim happy. The Prophet said it is feeding those who are in need. So you have this range of ibadat that 
are all being said are the most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A question that the scholars try to answer is, why each time was the Prophet giving a different answer? Is the most beloved action to Allah the prayer? Or is it the hajj? Is it jihad? Or is it uh, uh, entering uh, happiness into another Muslim? Is it being dutiful to your parents? Or is it dhikr? And the scholars, they said, this is something that comes down and boils down to the person and to the situation and time. So, you can't fast in the night. What you can do is pray. So, when it's at night time, the most beloved action for you to do is to be awake at night in prayer. And during the day, perhaps it is fasting. When the time, when the sun comes up and it is time to pray the duha prayer, then the most beloved action would be the duha prayer. When you have a poor person asking you, then the most beloved action would be to give help him out. If you have guests coming to you, to host those guests in an honorable way is more beloved than reading Quran. So you look at the situation and you use every situation possible to you to gain ajar. To gain reward. So this is very important. And this is one of the reasons. So the situation dictates what would be the best thing to do at that time. When it is hajj time, the most beloved action would be to go to hajj. Right? So this is something you always have to keep in mind. A general rule to keep in mind, ikhwanifillah, as it relates to righteous actions, is that that which affects more people in a positive way, is more beloved than that which only affects the person. Now, of course, there are exceptions to this, but generally. So, for example, this is why the Prophet said in a hadith, خَيْرُ النَّاسِ أَنْفَعَهُمْ لِنَاسِ The best of people are those who are the most helpful to others. And why is that? That is because what, whatever good that you're doing, if you are affecting others, then that khayr is going to spread, which is why a person that is praying, although he's doing something really good, now let's assume that he's praying a sunnah prayer. And a person that's teaching the Quran to 10 people, whose action is affecting more people, the Quran teacher. So in this case, the Quran teacher will be doing something that is better because it is affecting more people. Now I mentioned that there are some exceptions because we know the salat that is wajib, it comes before everything else. But if you had to choose between an action that is limited to yourself, or an action that will affect many people, then you choose that which affects many people. Ahmed bin Hanbal was asked, what is more beloved? Someone that is fasting and praying, or someone that spreads the hadith of the Prophet wasallam, or teaches the sunnah of the Prophet? And he thought about it, and then he said, the, verily the one who is teaching the sunnah is on a higher level than the one that is praying and fasting. And he said, when he was asked why, he said, because the person that is praying and fasting, he's only benefiting himself while the person that's teaching the sunnah is benefiting many. Right. Now, is this a call towards not praying and not fasting? No. It is for you to understand that sometimes try and do righteous actions that affect other people. Come and give sadaqah. Go and volunteer. Help your neighbors. Teach people. Whatever you can. Look at yourself and say, how much of the good things that I do affect other people in a positive way? Because that's where the reward is in. And remember the statement of the Prophet ﷺ, خَيْرُ النَّاسِ أَنْفَعُهُمْ لِلنَّاسِ Similarly, the Prophet ﷺ said, the best among you are those that feed the people. In another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said, the best among you are those that keep their harm away from people. Again, showing you the importance of taking into consideration whom you're living with and ensuring that people are living in peace. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله. 
Ikhwanifillah, we were speaking about the most beloved actions to Allah and how the Prophet would give different answers. And those different answers were sometimes tailored to the person asking him. So if someone was extremely poor, the Prophet would perhaps not encourage him to give sadaqah because they wouldn't be able to do so. So it is important that you know your situation and that you also know the, the situation, meaning around you and what you can do the most. And always keep in mind, and this is another point that is extremely important. I believe it was Shaykh al-Islam that said when it comes to righteous actions, one shouldn't only look at these ahadith and say, I'm going to do this one and that one and that one. You should really look at the one that affects you the most and brings you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which one, which one of these righteous actions has an effect on your heart where you become a better Muslim because of it? If it is the reading of the Quran, then read Quran. If it is prayer, then pray. If where you find your iman and your increase in iman and the effect on your heart to be when you're helping others and give sadaqah, then do that. And people are different. And Allah has created us all differently. So this is something only you can answer. So what are some of the factors to keep in mind when we want to do the most beloved actions? Number one, learn the ahadith where the Prophet mentions the beloved actions because there are a number of them and see which one you can apply. Number two, remember my brothers and sisters that uh, the... These actions, again, every situation calls for a particular ibadah, and you also keep that in mind as well. Also remember your own personal situation and what you can do best. One final hadith I want to share with you is that the Prophet ﷺ also said, the most beloved actions to Allah are those that are done consistently, even if it's small. It's not about doing a lot, but it's about continuously doing something. Why is that important? Because the person that is continuously, I'll give you an example. Let's say someone one night read the whole Quran or read 15 Jews. Is that, and then that's it. For months he didn't read any Quran. And a person that every night reads half a page or a number of ayats every night. Which one is better? The Prophet is telling us the most beloved to Allah is that which you do consistently, continuously. Why is that? Because this person every single night is remembering Allah. This person has dedicated his time to Allah however small it is, whereas it wasn't a moment of passion where you read a lot and then you let it go. The Prophet said to a Sahabi, don't be like that person. He used to pray at night and then he left it. Don't do that. One of the ways that you continuously do an ibadah is to not burden yourself with Allah. Start a good habit. Pray your witr at night. Or maybe give sadaqah every Friday when you come to the masjid. Or whatever the case is, something small and do that continuously. Three more points I want to add, ikhwanifillah, is how can we ensure that we maximize as much as possible the ajr, the reward that we can get of a certain ibadah. Number one, ensure that you have the right niyyah. Ensure that you have the right niyyah when you are doing an act of worship. Whatever it is. And always go back to your intention. Why am I doing it? I'm doing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I want Allah to reward me for this. You are an abd to Allah, a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are following the Prophet sallallahu footsteps. Always ensure that you are looking at your intention. We mentioned consistency and following the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu Every act that you do, following the sunnah, if you really try and follow the sunnah of the Prophet, this within itself has more reward. And I'll give you guys one example and we will conclude inshallah ta'ala. The Prophet said in the hadith, the two raka'at of fajr, that means the two sunnah raka'at of fajr that you pray before fajr. They are more beloved or they are better than everything in this world. Khayrul min al-dunya wa ma fiha. The Prophet ﷺ in those two raka'at would read 
قُلْ يَأَيْهَا الْكَافِرُونَ And قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٍ The smallest surahs in the Qur'an. If you decide when you're praying those that you're going to read Al-Baqarah, you are not getting more reward than if you were to read قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٍ And قُلْ الْكَافِرُونَ And one could argue, well, isn't Al-Baqarah Allah more? Yes, it is. But the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam read قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٍ And قُلْ الْكَافِرُونَ And you get more reward by following the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So ensure you're enacting the sunnah wherever you are, whenever you are. And this inshaAllah ta'ala will also increase in the reward. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those that follow the Prophet always. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those that always do righteous actions. Sallu ala nabiyyukum kama amarakum allahu ta'ala haythu qal inna allahu malaikatuhu yusalluna ala nabiy ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad kama sallaita ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahima innaka hamidun majid. وارض اللهم عن خلفاء الأربعة أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن سائر الصحابة والتابعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين اللهم لا تفرق جمعنا هذا إلا بذنب مغفور وسعي مشكور وعمل متقبل مبرور اللهم يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك اللهم يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقيم الصلاة This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org